Welcome to the world of quantum computing. Well, most of you is gonna, just going to say, ah, that stuff is just for cracking RSA keys. But there is actually a little bit more to that. Um, it's interesting stuff. And our next speaker, Jan Alain, is going to introduce this world of quantum computing to us. And he's going to show us a couple of application scenarios and how to build your or our own quantum computer. Jan? Hello, uh, hello everybody. Guten Tag, hello. This is the only word I know in Dutch. Um, we will begin this session by um, trying to convince you that building a quantum computer atom is still possible. Uh, this is the agenda. Um, we are in an InfoSec uh, security conference. Why bother with quantum computing when we work at uh, cybersecurity? We will try to explain to you in a simple manner how, to, how a comp quantum computer works. We will explain to you how we build our own, uh, uh, own quantum computer. And of course, because we are at CCC, we need to know how to hack into a quantum computer. So let me introduce myself a little bit. So I'm Yann Alain, French. Um, I'm used to share my project uh, with uh, some security conference, Hacking the Bug Black Hats. I was a speaker and trainer in this type of conference. It's the first time for me in CCC, so it's very cool. I'm mostly an entrepreneur, an engineer, and of course my new company, NetGenQ, which stands for next, gen, uh, next Generation of Quantum Computer, is a quantum company. I work in the Afosec security since 25 years now, so I'm a veteran of this domain. I fight against I love you viruses and slammer worm, if you remember those worms. And my past activities are related to software and, and hardware security. So why bother uh, with quantum computing when we work in cybersecurity? If you want to make some difficult calculation on, on uh, a RSA key, for example, on to factor um, uh, a large number on a classical uh, computer, it will take uh, 10 to the power of a three, uh, three, 34 steps. It's a big number. And it will take on a normal uh, computer 300 tri trillion of years. It's a long, long time. It's why we say that RSI is secure. On a quantum computer with a specific algorithm called Shor algorithm, it takes only 10 to the power of uh, 7 steps. It's a smaller number. And it takes only 10 seconds. However, you could think that this statement is a little bit overhyped. Yes or no? No. Because sure, algorithm is able to break RSA. This is the goal of this algorithm in the human time. However, at the moment we, sp we speak, to break a big number with this algorithm, you need to have a, um, a much bigger uh, quantum computer that exists nowadays. For example, you need a, a 4,000 ideal qubits quantum computer. It doesn't exist for the moment. 
However, quantum computing could be used also um, for some benefits for um, our domain of InfoSec cybersecurity. There is many advantages uh, on the corner. You can use a quantum computer or quantum technology to generate true random uh, number. This is useful for cryptography. You can deploy what is called blind quantum computing. Um, and in fact, blind quantum computing is the ultimate privacy for the cloud, for example. Some guys try to launch uh, what they call a quantum internet. It's not so easy at cable networks. And with a particular uh, feature for us that could be cool to use, if you use a quantum internet, everyone that try to spy you on the line will be detected. So it could be very useful. And of course, quantum computing um, brings uh, to, to the mass massive new power of processing. But how those uh, computer uh, works? Uh, this is the one slide quantum, quantum mechanic course. So why those uh, fancy new com quantum computers are so powerful? In classical computing, we use bits. A bit is only in two states, one or zero. In, in quantum computing, uh, we replace the bits by the quantum bits, which we, we call them qubits. These qubits follow uh, the um, um, quantum mechanical uh, principle called superposition, and this principle is able to, do, uh, to, to provide to the, to the user uh, several steps at the same time. So um, if you use a, a qubit, the qubit could be in the state of zero and one nearly at the same time. It's not exactly what it is, but for us as a computer scientist, we could understand that it's a zero and a one at the same time. And of course, if a, con a quantum computer, this is uh, a quantum computer, want to manage to, to deal with all these uh, qubits, it deals with all the solution of the quantum register at the same time. So it, it will speed up the process of data uh, computing because you take all the space uh, generated by this quantum register and in one clock time, the, the, um, the computer process all solution. This is mainly uh, why uh, and how uh, the quantum computing is so powerful. So it's, I tr it's cool. So I want to build my own qubits. So this is my journey to build my own quantum computer. And uh, you will see that there is some success and failure. And most of the time, and I'm in the middle of this, So um, I need to choose a technology to build my own qubits hardware. This talk is, is mainly about hardware, how to build your own hardware, uh, to, to build your own quantum computer. So my, my ingredients. I need to find a support at the hardware level that behave like quantum mechanic say you, you need to behave to do um, a, a quantum computer. So I need to find something that behaves at atomic scale. 
I need to be able to build it, so I want to be able to use my uh, do-it-yourself uh, skills. And I, wa I want that my quantum computer work at room temperature. If it could be a stable uh, machine, it could be uh, the best. There is many, many technology to build your own qubits. Um, this one called superconducting qubits is used by small startups like IBM, Google. Ma mainly the, the big ones use this technology. Uh, Microsoft tried to use this technology. Uh, this technology with di diamond vacancy is used by um, university uh, in Aus Australia in, 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 in Ireland, I think. And of course, I use this technology. I use the technology called trap ions. So I trapped iron to make a quantum computer. So my low-level hardware support um, and device to do some calculation with my quantum computer is, is Atom. Why? I choose, uh, I choose um, an Atom to, to make some fancy new consumer computer. Uh, the main reason is because I think I am able to build it in my garage. It's an affo affordable and well-spread technology because we use, we use technology that has been uh, developed in 1945. There is a lot of experience with this uh, type of technology. And the main reason, in fact, the qubit quality is better than any other technology. We have a long coherence time. If you have a long quantum coherence time, you can make much larger program, for example. So we, we need to share a bit of theory um, uh, to understand how this type of computer works. So I have a choice. To be, I made a choice. I could have taken time to make dozens of equations. Mainly, I don't understand those equations. Uh, to explain to you how to, to make some calculation with ions, but I found a video on YouTube, and I would like to share you this two, two minutes only video to let you understand how, at the theoretical point of view, a quantum computer based on ion trap works. Let's see if it works. Electrically charged atoms make for excellent qubits. This kind of research has paved the way for a quantum computer prototype. Like an ordinary bit, a qubit can be a 1 or a 0. A qubit differs from a bit because it can also be in combinations of these two states. An ion qubit is made from two of its energy levels. Ions of the same type are identical, so adding more qubits is simple. You just need to add more ions to the system. This is a major plus because a quantum computer will need lots and lots of qubits. Qubits must be configured in certain quantum states in order to perform quantum tasks. In an ion trap, tailored laser pulses can change the energy of an ion, setting it into qubit state 1, 0, or a combination of the two. The qubit's surrounding environment sometimes sneaks in and destroys the qubit state, a covert act that can ruin a computation but some ion energy levels are naturally isolated. 
and scientists have come up with clever ways of adding in extra layers of protection. Quantum computer calculations are made from steps called logic gates. This will often involve more than one qubit, which means the qubits should be connected in some way. In an ion trap, neighboring ion qubits are connected through their collective motion. This happens because of their electrical repulsion. Laser pulses target the motion enabling gates between any pair of qubits. To get the result of a calculation, scientists need to tell whether a qubit is in state 1 or 0. Shining laser pulses onto the ions makes only one of the two qubit levels fluoresce. So the result, light or no light, gives information about the calculation. Because many qubits are needed, quantum devices must be designed to be scalable. Researchers can only cram so many ions next to each other in a single ion trap before they get too unruly. But with modules, each containing tens or hundreds of ions, they can start to wire up a large-scale quantum computer. Light from individual ion modules can be collected, allowing ion qubits from separate modules to communicate using photons rather than their motion. So far, scientists have wired up two such modules, and they are getting ready to deploy larger devices using several more. So, now, congratulations. You are experts in ion trap quantum computing. A two-minute video only is necessary. However, we, we, we like to build this quantum computer. So the plan is, is the following. We need some ions, you know, you know that now. Uh, you need an ion trap. You need a, a vacuum chamber because we need to isolate our atom from the environment to maintain the quantum states. We need some laser, as you show in the video, to manipulate the quantum states. We need some low-level software uh, to timely send the pulse of laser to manipulate the, the, the ions. And we need a camera to measure the ion set uh, quantum states. It's easy now. So, let's go to the difficult parts, I think. Um, mainly, I, I would like to, to, to say that it's a, a work in progress. It's a good uh, word to, 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 to say that it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't finish. And just an alert, we, we need to manipulate uh, very high power electric uh, voltages, so if you want to do this at home, do, do it at your own risk. It's not my fault. So, how to create? First, we need to create an ion trap. How to create an ion trap? An, uh, what is an ion trap? An ion trap is mainly a bunch of electrodes with specific 3D or 2D, uh, 2D uh, geometry. We send to the, to the electrode medium to high power voltage, AC voltage, alternative voltage, from 200 volt to 6 kilovolts. It's a big number for a voltage. We, we use moderate to high frequency, moderate to high frequency. This is due to the trap theory. Someone have, have uh, won the Nobel Prize uh, to explain that to trap an atom, you need to use an alternative voltage. And this uh, electric voltage will make an electric field. And the goal of the electric field with the trap is just to maintain 
um, all the atom in a chain that will float over the air, over the trap. So how to achieve that at a small, small company budget, let's say, because it's not for hobbyists, I think. Let's go. So I use my ultra-high-tech military-grade garage. Uh, I use a uh, I use 3D, uh, 3D printer, low-cost CNC machine, PCB milling techniques, only open-source software, uh, KiCad, FreeCad, FlatCam, KiCad for the electronics, FreeCad for the mechanic, and FlatCam for the CNC. I use some high-voltage transformer, classical electronic, and of course, isolated gloves. Security first. Safety first. Sometime. And of course, I use eBay as a main procurement utility. First try. I need to, 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 to make a classical pole trap. Of course, when I don't know uh, how it works, I, I go to Google. And I find that some institution like CERN have a project to make an iron trap from uh, 3D printed parts. So I use conductive, uh, conductive uh, ink and only high voltage power supply. So I need to build this. There is the high voltage here, two electrodes and one ring electrode. The goal is to trap ions with that. So this, this is the main uh, laboratory I use. So you have a variac, which take the electric plug from the, your domestic electric uh, network, the eye transformer, and here, 3D printed, you have the two electrodes and a camera. This is the electrode. It's a very safe um, wiring system. For safety reason, I put some resistance here just to limit the current the first time. <laughs> In a more closer way, you, you will see that the high voltages is coming from this. We'll we will apply the voltages to the electrode and the camera is still uh, just, just see what, what the, the, the electrode would do. Um, would, would, um. It works. I'm succeeding trapping some macro particles. This is not iron for demonstration purpose, but we succeed to trap in the electrode some particle, macro particle. But there is, we have um, a, a first failure because with this geometry, we couldn't shine correctly the laser to manipulate the quantum state. First failure. In second try, we need to, to make uh, another ion trap uh, based on uh, uh, a, a new topology, a new geometry of electrode. And this time, we use um, a linear pole trap to fa facilitate the laser shining. So again, I need to design on my own this new type because the CERN don't provide me the, the, the 3D uh, printing parts. I use conductive ink and high voltages. So, the goal is to design this. And in, in this trap, 
you will see that we will trap the ion in a chain in the middle of the trap. So I use my 3D printer, I make some roads, the supports, some electrodes, I build all the system and I plug the cable, the wiring, and the trap, the, the particle will be trapped in these regions. Um, for this second trap, I didn't use resistance to limit the current, so it's impossible to touch this electrode because of death. And it works again. And in fact, this is a chain of particles, nearly clearly aligned. And this is my first quantum register of eight particles. But this is the biggest failure. I need to put this ion trap in the vacuum chamber. A vacuum chamber is, is this type of thing. It's a big bunch of metal. And no. And we, we, we put the ion trap inside this. However, um, first, why, why we need a vacuum chamber? It's to be able to isolate particles um, uh, from the other uh, atom in atmosphere to avoid collision between atoms because if we have collision between atoms the quantum state is destroyed and the quantum processing is destroyed also so we need a vacuum chamber but 3D printing parts are not compatible with ultra high vacuum environments so it's a big fail are we doomed? Maker is a hard job, really. So we need to find a new solution. We have found one. So I need to, to, to find some materials that are compatible with uh, ultra-high vacuum environments to build an ion trap. I asked the NASA, because NASA sends electronics in space. Space is like a big vacuum chamber. So they have a list of material publicly available to be able to use some material that are compatible with a space condition. They are professional. So what are the, the candidates, the material candidates for my ion trap? Uh, I need to use some gold for electronic conductor. I need to use ceramic for mechanical supports and captain Captain Cable for wiring inside the vacuum chamber. So Maker is really, really a hard job, a hard job because I need to find an ID to transform my 3D, 3D printer linear ion trap to something that is compatible with uh, ultra-high vacuum environments. So I need to read the manual. There is a lot of literature on quantum computer, on Google, on, on internet, on... So you have, s I have 
a bunch of books about quantum mechanics, and this Richard's paper are full of detail. I found this. Some guys succeed to transform um, a linear pole trap with road to a planar ion trap with planar or surfacic um, electrodes. That's cool. So I need to transform this to that. Oh boy, I need to make my own chip. Price for a complex chip factory is around 200 million of dollars. I call Intel, they don't want to sell me one. <laughs> and it's a bit out of my uh, budget scope. A bit. Lensing, uh, five minutes to, to, to find a solution. In fact, it took me two months to find an affordable solution to, uh, to do that. So, how to, to make a, a new design like a boss of Iron Trap? I use a CNC, a $300 CNC, come from Amazon. And I found an empty ceramic chip carrier on eBay from a Norwegian guy. And sim uh, I designed a simple keycad uh, PCB. So I use this. This is the ceramic chip support. And what you, what you see in yellow, it's gold. I designed and keycard this PCB. And this time, we apply electric field, high voltage electric field to this electrode, this one, and, and those one. And it creates an electric field to align all the, uh, the macro particle or the ion um, in, this, in this line. And this is how I made my quantum computer chip. Thank you. And the better is that it works. So, ta-da! I have my first quantum computer uh, done on my garage, and just keep calm and accept I'm a boss. <laughs> and it's, it's not just um, a slideware, because if you want to, to see uh, the, the one of my prototypes, I bring it so you can touch it and see how it works. But when you design such complex things, I'm not a physicist, I'm just an engineer, a crazy one, but how, how to be sure that I'm on the right road? I went to the Science Museum in London a few, few months ago, and there's this exhibition uh, from our friend of GCHQ. Do you know what GCHQ is? It's like the NSA for the UK. And they made an exhibition about cryptography. And in this museum, they present a quantum computer based on ion trap technology. Thanks. <laughs> this is the experimental um, part uh, they show in this museum about quantum computer. In 
In the right corner of this ex exhibition, there is a wafer. On the wafer, you have the electronic design the, the down to make their own ion trap. This is the design of the GCHQ. This is mine. <laughs> I think I, I'm on the right road. Of course, I need to build my own vacuum chamber. It's not the difficult part. The vacuum chamber is just metal. You need, nut, you need some nuts, bolts, stand metal, and pumps, a lot of pumps, to suck out all the air in the vacuum. So I, I, I bought off eBay a, a different type of pumps. I like my vacuum chamber, this one, pretty one. And I put the iron trap inside the vacuum chamber. And for now, I'm working on the laser and optical setup, and this is the main difficult part for this quantum computer. Because we use fancy numerous wavelengths for laser, and we need to have a very precise wavelength to be able to manage all the, atom, the energy level of the atom to make some calculation. So, of course, um, I could have and I have, I have asked some professional of these devices to send me some uh, proposal. A laser costs around 25 uh, kilo euro, at least, for this type of uh, instrumentation. Uh, or you can do it yourself from 2 kilo euros. So I decided to make my own laser setup. I'm not a laser optical or laser specialist. The first time uh, I play with laser. Um, and there is e e everything is on, on the web. You, you can learn everything with the web. And I found this type of schematic. You just have a laser diode, some fancy opti optical lens, a gratin mirror that lets you choose or mainly choose what the reference uh, frequency you want to use it. There is um, a sort of loop control with a PID uh, control, which is for an electronician like me uh, a normal thing to do. I don't know why all those uh, fancy commercial uh, products cost a lot. I don't know yet. Perhaps I will have uh, some failure in the future, but I don't know. So I asked a guy on internet that. Uh, sold me a laser in kits. You can buy and mount your own laser. And this laser is controlled by an Arduino. So you have fancy mirror, the H-E-N-E helium neon laser tube. And you, 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 can, you can make your own laser at home also. I need a, a bunch of opt optical mounts and supports to support the lens, the mirror, etc. And as I bought a, a 3D, uh, 3D printer uh, for my iron trap that I can not use anymore because I use a vacuum chamber, I used um, the, uh, the 3D printer to make all the optical mounts, in fact. So it saved me my money again. However, you, you, you need to know that it's, it's still a long road to have a complete quantum computer because I need 
to set up all these fancy optical and laser. This is my job at the moment. Nearly I have one, uh, six months to do one year of work. But the good news is that at the software level, everything exists. If you need to have a, a quantum uh, compiler to make your, your code, it exists at the moment. It's open source. If you, if you need to have some framework to, to, to make some pulse and laser uh, control, it exists and it is open source. So I'm trying to convince you, let me know if you agree with me, that doing uh, a quantum computer at home, it's doable. Are you agree? But we are in at the CCC. How to hack into a quantum computer? This is the fun part. It's easy. Just do what we do when we are um, uh, InfoSec guy. Do the same things we, we do as usual. Hack the weakest list. You, may, you, you must know that when you build a quantum computer, there is few things that um, uh, behave in the quantum mechanical regime. You just only need this chip, for example, and some laser. But all the equipment surrounded the, the quantum parts of the quantum computer is classical system. This is wave generator, classical computers, some IOTs, some problem, industrial systems. Sometimes they have IP address. If they have IP address, they are vulnerable. So the main avenue to hack into a quantum computer is to hack the surrounded classical embedded system. So, a um, small company that is a competitor of me, it's, called, it's a startup called IBM. They use, super they use superconductive technology to build their own quantum computer. Their processor is just behind this delusion of refrigerator because they need to, to cool down their, uh, their processor to be able to use the superconducting um, uh, cap capability. Mine work at room temperature. And surrounded this processor, the researcher explained, this is a very good video to, to understand how it works, and um, surrounded this uh, quantum part of the, their quantum computer, you have a bunch of instruments, and if you zoom in, you see. If you zoom in this wave generator, it's a wave generator to send pulse uh, to the uh, superconducting super uh, uh, processor, there is a sticker. And this sticker, in fact, So, of course, for security reason, uh, I make some X uh, to not show the complete password. 
So, as a conclusion, I'm trying to convince you uh, that um, quantum computing and quantum computer hardware is doable at home. So, for uh, cybersecurity or so-called cybersecurity specialists, you, you need to to make to adapt your own risk analysis because because it's it's doable at home. Just just under, understand that it's doable at home. They will all these quantum computers will be used for good, bad, and ugly. Just remember GTHQ as a prototype in a museum. I would. It would have fun if I, kn uh, I could have seen the production quantum computer of the TGSQ. Of course, quantum computers are capable uh, at uh, as no any normal computer. So it's a good news for the cybersecurity industry. But you need, as a community of, of maker in CCC, we, we need to be prepared to learn and how to use them, how to hack them, how to program them. And at the software level, just you need to unlock your, your classical brain, the classical software brain, because if, you, if I want to mention something at the software level, if you want to do some quantum codes, you need to be able to use your code without any variables. You can't use variables in quantum codes, because if you use variable, you make a copy of a quantum state. Making a copy of a quantum state is impossible. So you can't use them to make a variables or use a variable in your program, and you can't debug it. Because if you debug it, you make a measurement. If you make a measurement, you destroy the quantum, the quantum state. So be prepared to unlock your brain to be able to make some code in uh, the quantum world. But it's fun, sometime. Thanks for your attention. And if you have any question, uh, it will be a pleasure. And as I'm French, I need to have a two-hour lunch time. Fantastic. Merci beaucoup. Um, we have a lot of time now for questions and answers. Line up at the microphones, please, and let's have a look if there's something from the, mic uh, from the internet. Yes, there is. So please, first one from the internet. Where is internet? All right. Uh, the internet's quite impressed by your talk, so that's just a statement. Like Everyone's very happy and pleased with your talk. So thanks to the internet. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, you have a few questions. Uh, the first one is: What properties should the element uh, be chosen for the ion trap? What's what, sorry? So what are the properties that should be looked at for choosing the element for the ion trap? Um, what atom? I, I think you, you, uh, the, the person asked. What, what atom I used? Um, I used the atom from calcium be okay. because um, those atoms have a specific, uh, because there is a lot of literature available, so it's easy for me to understand how it works. Uh, researchers have done uh, all the work before, and I used the atom because there are some energy levels 
in this atom that it's protected by, uh, it's better protected from the environment. Okay, let's quickly switch to microphone number three. Uh, thank you for it. Thank you for your talk. Um, my question is, uh, what's the catch? Um, if your design already exists in prototypes out there, and it seems so much easier than working with superconductors, then why isn't everyone already doing this? Why someone choose superconducting uh, and, and not uh, ion trap uh, technology? Is that, is that your question? Correct. I don't know. <laughs> Every time um, uh, there is this type of question, why the big one use superconducting uh, technology and why you are you using ion trap technology? Mainly the, the answer could be that uh, the big one is uh, from the microelectronic domain. So a superconducting uh, qubit is, is done on a wafer. So it's usual for this type of company to, to be able to, to, um, to build this type of qubits. I think it's just an, um, an habit. Okay, thank you. Okay, microphone number two, please. Okay, um, I'm very impressed, but okay, you mentioned that hobbyists can't uh, really afford this, a small company can, so just as a ballpark figure, I would like to ask the question, nice, how much? <laughs> All of you... Um, all I, I, I show you here, um, I, 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 it costs only less than 15 kilo of, of euro of material for the moment. Uh, it is not for a beast, it's for a small company. Okay, one question from the internet. Signal Angel, please. All right, the next question is. Is your next step going to be singling out individual ions? Sorry? Can you what, repeat? Would your next step be singling out individual ions for your next step in your quantum computer? Um, we, we, we try to, to manipulate single ions, but in fact, it's the goal with laser. With laser, you shine a laser of individual qubits, and with another laser, you make um, a link between the ions with the common mode motion of the, um, the, the ion chain, and the, uh, you, you change the state of uh, uh, an individual ions, you transfer the state of these individual ions to the chain, which move because ions are electric charged, so they repulse each other, and this uh, acts as a bus, and you transfer the quantum state information to a second ion to make a logic. So um, the goal, effectively, is to be able to manipulate one ions. We just, just we, we, we shine a laser on the individual atoms. This is the goal. Okay, microphone number four, please. Google, hello. Google announced recently that they uh, achieved the uh, quantum supremacy. What is your opinion in this uh, theme? Um, they, they've done a very good job for that. I think they create, they show to the, to the world the, for the first time that a quantum computer is able to do a calculation that a classical computer will never be able to do in the classical world. 
However, is that calculation is useful? I'm not sure. Except for one uh, thing, it, it's able to certify the randomness of uh, a number. And it could be useful for the cybersecurity world. So it's, I think, and for my company, I have no money to spend to marketing thanks to Google because they show the world the power of quantum computer. So it's cool for me. Okay, microphone number two, please. Hello. Thanks for the nice talk. Um, I'm a material scientist from offline Gießen. Maybe you heard about our incident here. <laughs> um, I was asking, what are your current problems with this? For example, uh, I, will, I mean, I think I have too many questions to ask here now. But, um, for example, we saw that you had some like, little pellets that were floating over your structure. Um, but these are not the atoms that you are trying to, to confine with each other, so you can make calculations. So uh, I, you didn't tell anything about how you are trying to achieve this, and what is your current state? I mean, have you, could, you, could you even start some uh, crude calculations on this already? Or, um, no, I mean not for the moment, because I need to, to, to shine the laser in the right direction. So for the moment, I'm building the optical setup. Okay, all right. Um, maybe there are some possibilities how I could help you with your project. You're welcome. Because I have um, access, if I could ask the right people, I'm not in the position to, to, uh, to promise something to you now. But, uh, for example, we have a, a nanoscribe laser system with this, like a 3D printer, but you can build things on, nano levels, uh, on nanometer scale. What is so the cost of, uh, to use it? The, <laughs> The cost of the printer is around 300,000 euro. Oh. So. <laughs> right. I take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank, okay. thanks, thanks for so your maybe help. Maybe after the talk we can get in contact. Oh, yes. Okay. We have a dinner. <laughs> okay. All right. So, two new friends, actually. <laughs> Question from the internet, please. All right. Uh, so how many qubits is it possible to make in the garage? Uh, for the prototype, uh, we, we, we think we are able to do some 10 to 15 qubits with one ion trap. The goal is to chain the ion trap. So you, we have many, not as, as many as we want, but we, we, we could rise the, the, the number of qubits to 100 qubits. Okay, microphone number three, please. Which calculations do you plan to perform on your quantum computer? I don't care. I build things. And software guy uh, do their code. It's not my job. <laughs> okay, microphone number four, please. There is somebody. Hello. So your optical setup reminded me of uh, atomic force microscopes. Are you aware of what they are? Perhaps. They are essentially an uh, optical setup with uh, a nano microscale tip at the edge that uh, rasters that scans across the surface and can detect uh, nanoscale features. But the cool thing is that uh, even though this is a scientific instrument, there's also open hardware designs for that. And uh, maybe you can see the ideas for the, from that for your optical setup because once again you've got uh, 
precise lasers, at least on the geometrical side. They have to be precisely aligned and everything. Thanks, Thanks for the information. And of course, we use a lot of spectrography uh, techniques in this type of computer. Okay, we have somebody over there at microphone number three. Did you consider uh, optical quantum computers with uh, entangled photons and such stuff? I, di di this was my first choice, in fact. However, um, as far as I know, I'm not a, a physicist, uh, it's difficult to, to make some uh, entanglements, not entanglement, it's, it's difficult to, to, to make some photons to, to talk to each other, let's say that. So it's, it's a complicated way to do something with a multiple, um, multiple qubits. But um, photon, phot photonic uh, and, uh, is, is a good technology because it works also at room temperature. Mm -hmm. But I prefer to have a vacuum chamber in my garage. <laughs> okay, let's interrogate the internet again. Uh, so you mentioned that you should not be doing measurements on the uh, uh, quantum computer. So have you tried doing any measurements on your prototype? Measurement of what? This is hard. I think the internet cannot really reply now. Uh. So <laughs> <laughs> can we... Internet uh, is limited. I think we um, cannot really If the guy that, that asked the question will uh, want to send me uh, the question, I can answer just after. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, here it's talking about electric field. Uh, I know. I just uh, I don't make any measurement. I'm an engineer, and as I'm a good engineer, I just plug things, and just so what happens. I have no idea of the the electric field uh, generated. No idea. <laughs> Again. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone number two, please. Hello. Thank you for the talk. So after you generate the vacuum in your vacuum chamber, how do you actually introduce the right number of ions and how do you keep them in the place where you have them? The good, it's a good question. Uh, in fact, in, um, we don't introduce the ions. We, we put uh, a calcium stone sort of calcium stone in, the, in a sort of oven, it's just a tube. We send current in this tube, this tube eats the calcium, they make some vapor, and we shine a laser on the vapor of um, neutral atom uh, of, uh, of calcium, and this creates the ions. And this ion is trapped because it's now electric charge by the electrostatic field we made with the ion trap. So we, we just introduced before closing all the vacuum viewport and all the nuts and bolts, we just put a, um, a piece of stone of calcium, neutral atom. So everything is uh, in, the, in, in the chamber before we turn on the, the quantum computer or the chamber. Okay, we stay at microphone number two. There is another one. Okay, second question. Um, what, uh, what you're describing is you have a linear array of, right now, uh, macroscopic particles. You will have a, a linear array of ions uh, that are then uh, coupled by kind of common vibrational modes, so they need to see each other's electrical fields. 
So I am wondering uh, what the characteristic length scale uh, between uh, macroscopic particles versus, ver versus ions would be if you want to have some meaningful vibrational modes that don't immediately get drowned in, ra in external thermal noise. So if I understand correctly the question, you ask me what is the dimension between the ions? Yes, I mean, you, you are pretty big compared to the uh, IBM guys. If, if, yes, I'm big. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Um, um, I, uh, the, the main dimension we, we, we use between ions is few micron. And if uh, some researcher succeeds to, to, to align 100 ions, so you have a chain of uh, 100 ions uh, multiplied by 5 to 10 microns between ions. This is the length. Yeah, but I mean, on, on your substrate, you have, a, you have a fraction of a millimeter yeah. between the... It's, it's because uh, it's prototype. Okay. You're right. I need to, to squeeze the design a little bit. Okay. <laughs> it, I just need to buy a, a better CNC machine. Your I have friend. one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got some uh, question from the internet again. All right. Uh, so this one is... This is more towards knowing about the GCHQ exhibition. Is it still open? Do you know? Uh, yes, I think. Uh, I have a free ticket if you want. It's well, free. In fact, it's free. I guess people will contact you on Twitter for that? Yeah. Um, make some touristic uh, business also. <laughs> I can help. Everyone was impressed with your GCHQ hat. <laughs> okay, any more questions? How many people are working in your garage? Uh, there is me and sometime one of my daughter, which is uh, ten, uh, 10 years old. Pro team? Yeah, a big one. Okay, any more questions from the audience, from the internet? We have time. Okay, I'm going to close that session now. Thank you very much. Big applause again for Jan.